Welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. And I'm Taylor. This week we will be talking about the Amazon Prime mini docu-series Lula Rich. And wow, we are we excited to discuss this series. But first, TV news. There's some big stuff that happened this week. Most importantly to us, I'll speak for both of us when I say we finally have a succession date, and it is October 17th, so basically one month, and the poster is incredible. Shiv is wearing like a really cool suit, and she looks really good. That was my main takeaway from the poster. My main takeaway was I was it was like is this a spoiler for who's on whose sides of oh, this drama? I hadn't even thought about that because there's like a black line between the two sides and they're like yeah. glaring at each other. Okay, that is really fascinating. I'm like looking at this. Wow, I hadn't even like spent that much time looking at all of this, but this is really fun to do. Wow, you're good. <laughs> Like, even, like, Cousin Greg is definitely looking at Tom, in my opinion. Wow. So much to, th- so much to investigate. And I was like, well, I guess I was trying to think. I was like, I think that um, Logan's team is better because he has Shiv. And uh-huh. Kendall just has Tom and Greg. But <laughs> also... Like, Logan has Connor, so that's not actually good. <laughs> and Tom. Tom is worthless. Wait, is Tom on Logan's side? Yeah. Oh, I thought Tom was behind Kendall. Tom, it's uh, Connor, Shiv, Tom, and Logan. And then it's Kendall, Roman, Greg. Oh. Yeah, that's, like, negative. That's funny. For some reason, I thought that uh, Tom was on Kendall's side. I would I would love to see a uh, Tom Shiv. They really should be on opposite sides for how the last season ended, yeah. honestly. Seriously. <gasps> wow. I'm glad you thought about that. Yeah, amazing news. Yeah, October's going to be a big month. Yes. And let's see. Another um major news was that Netflix dropped the trailer for the Adam McKay movie, um, Don't Look Up, that is starring basically anyone you've ever heard of. And um, I would say most notably, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Timothy Chalamet. But then also they throw in randomly Kate Blanchett. And like, like and Ariana Tr- Grande. Like, yeah. Um, it's very interesting. Um, but the trailer was really good. And I also don't know... If, um, I don't really remember if they ever said what it's about. Like, I don't remember ever hearing the plot. I just only remember hearing the title and the cast. And, um, but it's environmentalist and it's like, don't look up because there's a comet coming directly at the earth. Oh. And, um, but the trailer was really good and it's coming to theaters, select theaters December 10th, but Netflix December 24th. So, interesting. One more experiment in, like, the streaming theater wars. Yeah, seriously. Because usually I feel like it hits theaters and Netflix on the same day. Hmm. 
yeah i don't i don't really remember the only i never really pay attention when um netflix stuff is hitting the theaters and so sometimes if i'm there and i see like a poster for a netflix movie it like kind of throws me off but um but yeah this one for sure seems very theatrical especially based on like some of the most a-list people ever so very intrigued still just intrigued by this movie and i thought it looked good okay good to know i need to watch the trailer um another thing i didn't watch the trailer for (laughs) but plan to (laughs) story of my life is that the new a series from the creator of haunting of hill house um midnight mass is dropping on september 24th on netflix did you see this preview i didn't watch the trailer but i read about it and it sounds pretty cool did we have we talked about it or known about it? I was like by with when it said the creator of Haunting of no. Hill House, I think I was confusing it with like the second season of Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, no, I th- I as far as I know, I think this was like the first announcement. Okay. That makes me feel Cuz I think it and it was also confusing because I felt like I, people were talking about it like it was a movie, but it is a series. Okay, good to know. So even me like I just was looking at it on IMDb and the poster is very um it looks like very retro film poster so i even just now had to double check but yeah it's like a seven episode series okay got it maybe mini series but it's definitely like episodic it's not one movie okay and most importantly has uh matt saracen yes he's like one of the only people i recognize in this whole cast there's a couple people i've seen in other things like a couple people from the other haunting of hill house seasons but they are not like super super famous so to me the most famous person is matt saracen yeah same (laughs) i feel like it'll probably be good fun when spooky stuff starts to drop i know i agree that was my last piece of news what else do you have um i have yet another netflix announcement that's like three in a row wow um they dropped the trailer for season two of the Babysitter's Club, and um, the trailer was extremely cute and good, good, and that is dropping on October 11th. Perfect. I did see that on and my TV time list, and I was like, oh, I forgot that was even happening. I know. I feel, I mean, it really was a while ago that season one came out. Also, the um, revealed in the trailer is that they recast Dawn because... The other actress is um, busy because oh. she's cast in the Doctor Strange movie. So they recast that character, which, I mean, this girl seems cute, too, but I really liked Dawn in season one, so I'm a little sad. That is sad. But, I mean, I guess happy for her. She's getting that Marvel money now. <laughs> but she was just really good and really cute in that role, so a little sad. But excited to see. This girl seemed equally cute so good you know one uh one i have one more thing and that is that today they dropped the trailer for um the marvel series hawkeye on disney plus okay i only saw the movie poster how was the trailer it looks like i the beginning of the trailer i did not i didn't like it i felt like the acting looked really bad and i'm I just really don't like Jeremy Renner. I don't think he's like appealing in any way. Yeah. 
but the thing is that then they start they introduce Haley steinfeld's character and it starts being kind of fun and i really like her i just don't know if i can watch a whole show literally about jeremy renner but it was like it started to kind of have jokes and it's funny because it's like it's very christmasy like the whole thing is about christmas like him trying to get home for christmas i was confused but i saw the poster and i was like is this a christmas show it's very weird um it's like the new dash and lily (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so yeah i don't know i feel like eventually the trailer got kind of good um so i'll withhold judgment um especially if it's more like let's make Haley steinfeld look really cool because that could be fun and if they have to kill off hawkeye so be it (laughs) but that's just me this Um, might be um ignorant of me to ask but do we know the relationship between jeremy renner's character and Haley steinfeld's character um from the trailer i i was kind of under the impression that maybe she was his daughter oh um because she has she has archer skills too like she's her art she's really good with archery but at the beginning they show um him with his actual family and then he like kind of bumps into her and they don't know each other Oh. So I know that her character is, I think in the comic books, I don't know her superhero name, but everyone keeps talking about Kate Bishop. I've never heard of that character. So I literally, that I don't know. I What I thought was happening was wrong. So okay. no clue. Um, but yeah, that's all. That's dropping, uh, at least the first episode's dropping November 24th. So Merry Christmas. Yeah. It's just funny because even among Marvel people, I don't really know anyone who cares about Jeremy Renner or Hawkeye. Yeah. I think that this will maybe be a good test. I guess I we never watched the Winter Soldier, Captain America Falcon, whatever show, but we've liked all the other ones, which really surprised us. So mm-hmm. maybe this will be the ultimate test. If we can, if this one gets really good reviews and we have to watch it, maybe we'll end up liking it and that would just be shocking. But that would be the shock. The trailer of the was kind of good for. Seriously. Jordan personally. I it would I wouldn't even know myself anymore. <laughs> but sometimes you just have to do some soul searching, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> exactly. All right. Like previously mentioned, we are discussing Lula Rich. It's a documentary series uh that has four episodes. It's on Amazon Prime. And covers the truly insane events of Lula Rowe, which, as most people probably know, is like a MLM that sells mostly leggings <laughs> with crazy prints. <laughs> <laughs> like stuff you would never want to wear, ever. As I was watching it, I was just like, I cannot believe a single person wants to wear these. Well, something that when they were showing all the old footage of all the different outfits, even like the models on the website, Mm -hmm. me and my roommate were watching it and it's like at the time this was happening, this was really not in style. Like maybe if this was like 2008. Mm hmm. If I was like it wasn't. I was only like tempted by hearing that the leggings were super soft and I was like, but I never had any. 
but I was only tempted because I had heard that they were soft. Well, I don't know if it's too early to reveal this. <laughs> I oh, I have a pair that I was given as a giveaway at a random party. And um, they're, it's one of those weird things where I'm like, they're soft, but they're also really thin. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think they're that high of quality. Like, yeah, they're soft. But, like, how many soft pair of, like, pajama pants have I ever owned in my life? You know, like, mm-hmm. they're just not... They don't feel like they're high quality. They weren't the kind that you see in the documentary where you literally just touch it and a <laughs> hole, like, appears. <laughs> they, they, I don't think they have holes in them. I should bust them out. But, like, they don't come that high up on your waist. And that's strike one. Mm-hmm. And the print is something I would never wear in public. And it's not, it's actually way cuter than the others that they show. It's actually featured in the documentary, I may add, <laughs> which is kind of actually really funny. You have one of the unicorn I'll patterns. Tweet, I'll have to tweet a photo of the of them or something. Please do. But um, they're like shoved back in the back of my drawer. But um, yeah, I would never wear them in public. And they're just like, they're not that thick. They're soft, like any, the, like the cheapest fleece blanket is soft you know and like i'm a legging snob i have to have my leggings thick sucking me in high-waisted almost yeah, up to my boobs. <laughs> <laughs> i want to be encased like a little sausage exactly in my uh, like to me <laughs> the, especially after quarantine outfits my leggings are actually what i wear when i want to be a little fancy yes my <laughs> leggings are my fancy <laughs> pants now <laughs> They're like, they, yeah, there's no, there's, they're stretchy, but there's not much give. That's Mm-mm. not what I want in leggings. Yeah. And these, they, they roll down. The waist rolls down. I just, they're not that good. And I don't think that if you got, like, I remember, I guess we were just really getting into it. We haven't but, even done our top three yet. <laughs> oh my gosh. I didn't even realize that. Oh, well, top three. It's all connected. Yeah. It's great. Um, Remember how it's like the black ones are like the holy grail because, of course, no one who would sell LuLaRoe ever got any solids. It was all the hideous patterns. But people were like, oh, the black. I like them just for the black ones. And it's like, first of all, where did you get those? Mm -hmm. Like, no one has plain black. But second of all, I don't think that the black. I don't. I think they would be kind of see-through because they're not that thick. Because they're just like that. That cloth. They're just not good. They're not. It's not. It's not worth it. Mm Mm-mm. And this is me. I literally, you can trust my review. I have literally, I have some. (laughs) Which is just really interesting. So if you have already watched the LuLaRoe documentary and you're still finding yourself wondering, but should I get some (laughs) leggings? We're here to tell you no. (laughs) No, no, no. No. (laughs) Um, Okay. So before we get even more into it, for our top three we are saying our top three TV characters that we think would be sell would sell LuLaRoe, which this was really fun for me. TBH. I was I was laughing out loud just scrolling through, <laughs> imagining the characters, and it's true because some of them I was like they wouldn't, you know, like yeah. I feel like it was easy to kind of picture who would. It'll be interesting to see if it, like if you agree with what I who I said. <laughs> I agree. I I wonder if we'll have any crossover. Yeah. Okay, who's your number three? Um, we actually just talked about him. <gasps> I said Connor Roy <laughs> because 
Because I think that he would really get sucked into the idea that he's like owns his own <laughs> business, business, quote unquote, oh but gosh. he doesn't actually own his own business. But he would be like, yeah, I'm a business owner <laughs> and he sells LuLaRoe. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm crying. This is amazing. <laughs> and also I can picture him trying to get his girlfriend or fiance or whatever she is like involved in his yeah. business and like being a model his- and her being like not interested at all. Yes, but, like, he, like, pays her allowance, yes. so, like, she has to. Yes. He, like, pays her model fees. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I want... We need to, we need to tell the succession writers for season four. I agree. Oh, that was brilliant. My, I don't feel like any of mine are even come close to your number three, so I'm very I, anxious maybe, for number two and one. <laughs> maybe he should have been my number one, but... I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. <clears throat> okay. My number three is Donna from Parks and Rec. Yes. She just like girl boss energy. She does like uh like more like high end stuff, but a lot of those LuLaRoe girls also were really into high end stuff, which I thought was really fascinating. Like they're pairing their twenty dollar leggings with like Louis Vuitton. And yeah, or ten dollar leggings. Yeah. Like like cheap even like the ugliest ones. <laughs> <laughs> and so I could just see Donna being at the top of the pyramid, obviously. Yes. Killing it and selling the leggings. That is an amazing answer that I fully agree with because one of my bonuses I wrote literally any character on Parks and Rec <laughs> except Ben and Ron. <laughs> I literally, maybe not April, but I could see her like taking advantage of people, <laughs> try, like forcing them into buying oh, totally. her LuLaRoe stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that Donna's the number one on that list. So funny. I love um, to picture it. And Aziz would probably help her out and become like, uh, be her hype girl for her Facebook lives, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. He would be the husband role. <laughs> um, Genius. Um, my number two, I said Lindsay Bluth, um, from Arrested Development because, um, she's, there's several plots that a lot of times they just kind of talk about it. Like that happened where she has these like really weird, get rich, quick, get rich, quick scheme ideas, Mm -hmm. like dip a pet, like (laughs) dyeing your pet, another color and stuff like that. And I was like, she would totally get into this. And I think she would like look down on all of her customers like she would be the meanest upline ever (laughs) (laughs) and I but and I don't even think she would be really good at it but I think she would it would definitely appeal to her so kind of like entrepreneurial but like misguided skills for that I I actually my number one is Tobias (gasps) oh That's the, oh my gosh, <laughs> that is freaking hilarious. I kind of That's pictured so much, like oh. them going in on it together and then Lindsay yes. just like totally falling disinterested and Tobias realizing that this was like his calling in life and like connecting with all these <laughs> women about the leggings and like, oh my god, him doing like the Facebook lives and just like fully embracing the brand and spending so much money getting into this brand. Mm-hmm. And then going to Tijuana to get a tube in their stomach. Yes. And wearing the leggings under his jean shorts. Yes. 
Um, yes. That is so spot on. This was one of our best um tag team uh top three I situations. Know, seriously. That is so genius. Cause he really would yeah, Lindsay would not last. But Tobias would like he would get them hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt into debt doing this. Seriously. That is so funny. Um, my number two is Marnie from Girls. I just, oh my gosh. I think she, it would be. I a was short trying stint. to think of which, which girls would, which girls girl would be the one to do Lularoe. Like, that's the per- that's the best answer. I think. I think she's the least, uh, like picky about like brands and also, but also has like the business drive, like thinking she's like an entrepreneur. Um, mm-hmm. she has girl boss energy too, yes. for sure. Yes. For sure. I don't think she would last very long, but I think she would definitely pay the five grand, get all of the leggings, have like one party and be done. Yes. And then like, those are what everyone gets as presents from her for like (laughs) 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. Okay. My number one, um, I said, it's funny that there's so many men on our top three. (laughs) but um i said kenneth on 30 rock oh yes um and i think that he would the his favorite part of it would he would really love the stuff about women like taking playing second fiddle and submitting to their husbands (laughs) and like that's the proper way (laughs) um and he would just really admire a company that that is one of the most important (laughs) uh, of the parts of their mission statement (laughs) You would get a free yeah. book, The Proper Care and Feeding of Husbands with Every Pair of Leggings Sold. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I also, I think that the, what's their last name? The Stidhams? That the sounds The main right. couple. I think that's, the whoever, whatever their last name is. It's hard to ignore that her last, her maiden name was Startup. <laughs> <laughs> that's really the main name I remember. But um, I think they also would really like Kenneth. <laughs> they would be like, "Yes, this is exactly the mindset." Yeah, they would. They would <laughs> the mindset of quick. the 19th century. <laughs> yes. So yeah, and I can see him like trying to sell Lularoe to like all the characters on Thirty Rock, mm-hmm. and then like Liz Lemon secretly liking the leggings and like lounging in them at home because <laughs> she she's she did that with like a slanket, <laughs> and I just feel like she would actually secretly like wearing the leggings. Oh, totally. Um. So yeah. Wow, that was fun. Yeah, that was very that is Did you have I, any bonuses? Oh other bonuses? Yeah, I said the dairy girls, all of them. <laughs> yeah, I could picture that. Even like them in high school, just like they find this get rich quick thing and get mm-hmm. into it. Yeah, like they're trying to raise money to do something fun and they get sucked into this mm-hmm. and yeah. My bonus was Beverly from Mindy Project. <gasps> I'm actually kind of surprised. I don't know if there was a, if LuLaRoe was at, well known enough for them to include that, like as an actual line in the it script feels like of it her saying been, that. Though, right, one hundred percent. I'm so sur- yeah. Wow, that is so many of these. I just feel like are very natural fit, <laughs> <laughs> like to actually be part of the show. <laughs> and it's interesting that like I was trying to think of like any characters who were already involved in like MLMs and like really Mm -hmm. I don't know very many like I can think of like the Showtime show with Kristen uh Kirsten uh what's her name I 
Dunst. Dunst. Well, I can never <laughs> remember her name. Um, even though I love her. Um, <laughs> it is really funny. It's honestly <laughs> terrible. It's like I had a child and I can never remember my child's name. That's how it feels yeah. to me well, personally. Like, sometimes I feel like you're like, you know, Kristen. And I'm like, I was like, who, Kristen? <laughs> Kristen Stewart, I wish I could kick her out of my brain so that I could have more room mm-hmm. to remember Kristen I mean, Dunst. The name, the name Kristen is much more common than Kirsten. Yeah. Kirsten is a hard, kind of a hard name. Yeah. And I did have the Kirsten the American Girl doll. I did too, which is even sadder. Oh, <laughs> then I just don't know how to help you. <laughs> just think of her, I guess. <laughs> um, but her like TV sh- TV show about MLMs is kind of the only one I really know about. The only thing I I was thinking of a little bit is the there's like that one Shit's Creek episode where Moira and um. What is Dan's name on the show? David. Duh. David. I was like, his name's not Dan, is <laughs> Ew, it? You, Dan. Moira. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really work. Um, Moira and David think that they can like scam the whole town into buying whatever crap. But they're like, we already went. Th- we all sold this like <laughs> five years ago. So they like they get screwed out of it too. But like, and it it really fits. Like that's the that's the kind of town I was like the mindset I was thinking of of like these characters that would really get into Lularoe totally. But like yeah, that's that's like literally the only other thing I can think of of MLM representation on TV. Yeah, like it should be mocked more often. Totally, it's very bad. It's very fascinating. Like, it's evil. Okay, so as a whole, how did you feel about Lula Rich? Um, I was pretty impressed. I thought it was, I would say it was very good. I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I'm always a little skeptical of a multi-episode documentary that is getting a lot of hype because I feel like I'm usually kind of let down and like almost the more buzzworthy the topic, I feel like they try to stretch it out too much and there's not enough content to go for four full episodes. But this one, I really thought that every episode was good and the pacing never really slowed down. I was never really bored. And I don't know if, if like I'm coming in with a bias because it is so close to home being in Utah where like so much of this like occurs. Mm-hmm. I feel like in like this Utah um, demographic and all these people like this that we straight up, I recognized one prominent character that they talked to. Sam whatever I don't know him as Sammy because Sam Schultz because he's like I don't know he's had he's like local (laughs) anti-hero already so like that was there's already like a for sure a hometown tie-in that like we know this story and so it was like really interesting to see it all play out in this documentary kind of like made by outsiders Mm -hmm. kind of thing but I actually I thought they did a really good job I I thought it was a well-made documentary yeah, I uh, I feel like I am a little bit biased because I've already been very invested in the LuLaRoe uh, fall from wherever. What's that phrase? Like Fall from grace? Fall from grace, sure. Yeah, that's a great one. Because I was actually, if you've watched the documentary, 
series, there's this like Facebook page called like Lulu Defective. And I was a part of this Facebook page because I was so interested in the LuLaRoe company. And I also knew of Sam Schultz, a.k.a. Sammy, because like Jordan mentioned, he had a restaurant in Provo, Utah, where Jordan went to college. And he also had a restaurant in Rexburg, Idaho, where I went to college. And like in college, if you if you never had plans on the weekends, you did because you would just go to that restaurant because there was like always um, musicians playing music there. And like it was the biggest deal. And I just like it, it just like blows my mind a little bit. And I also think I'm pretty sure that one of the sons was at BYU Idaho at the same time as me. I recognized him and looked on Facebook and we have so many common friends. Um, Mm -hmm. Dead giveaway. Exactly. Okay. And so you probably already knew that I did not know that Sammy was their nephew. I actually didn't didn't know know that. that until... I was on the defective page and connected oh, okay. all of it. Yeah. That is just, of course. But yeah, I learned that from this documentary. The, I had no clue. The family alone is so fascinating. I didn't know that two of their kids were married each other. That was a new thing I had never learned before. <laughs> yeah. And the way that they say that, like, oh, haha, so quirky because like we've adopted so many kids and then the other one married each other and we were like huh (laughs) that's not the cute quirky little anecdote that you think it is it's actually very gross Mm -hmm. to to me but and like I just think that their whole family in general is very interesting and I would love to watch another documentary series just about the family and also Mm -hmm. some of the other people they were interviewing I found really interesting like Ashley she was too um she didn't answer enough for me I wanted more from her and it made me sad every time she would like decline to answer something was she the one who was like is she still a current she's she's a former seller former sale or whatever yeah former consultant who uh was like got divorced and she was I think I know who you're talking about because ones Yes. And I think that I know who you're talking about because she was one of the only ones that would say, I, I don't want to talk about that or yeah. I'm not going to talk about that. Okay. Um, something you said made me think of something. Cause I was like, they, they did kind of go into like Sammy and like all of his later struggles, but I was surprised that they didn't talk about the drama with his restaurant. Long story short, it was, he like, it came out that he was fraudulent and like, wasn't paying his employees for blah, blah, blah. Like Mm -hmm. he's had several, uh, controversies himself. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, knowing that there's so many things they could have gone into about him that wouldn't, even though it's like, kind of just shows like all the problems that follow this family. But I like that it showed restraint that it's like, that's not really anything to do with Lula Rowe. So let's maybe like, there's a lot that they could have brought in to kind of just have as filler. And, but I like that they actually didn't include that stuff. Um, because yeah, it, it adds color to him being this kind of like shady, annoying, figure especially because he's trying to be like i'm the i'm the whistleblower kind of Mm -hmm. vibes but like you're actually not um i got you know what i mean and so i like that there is stuff that they 
did cut because I feel like other documentaries that just want to drag it out for time, um, they probably would have left stuff like, like had a whole episode about him. And then you'd be like, wait, why do we care really? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something um, I was thinking a lot about the comparisons just because MLMs are so like the mindset and they talk about how the similar it is to like cults. And um, so I was thinking a lot about uh, the last documentary I watched about cults was the Nexium documentary, the vow because and just to compare like the like seeing kind of the mindset of an MLM and all these like um retreats they do and stuff and how similar that is to like kind of those cult gatherings but just so like that was obviously similar but also kind of comparing how that one was what eight episodes and it really felt really dragged out mm-hmm. and i would say i think that this one did a pretty good job with what they had and so i was just kind of thinking about how i was surprised uh how effective a lot of this was Mm -hmm. yeah and I thought it I another reason why I thought it was so effective was because they had interviews from people of all around all around it they interviewed the head uh husband and wife which I'm shocked that they agreed to be interviewed (laughs) oh my gosh they're so full of themselves that they would even like think that this would be a flattering seriously like you're so dumb but it was like it was that's why the jinx is so good they get actually interview him Mm -hmm. and so yeah totally agree they also interview people who have left lularoe who were even like the highest tiers at lularoe they interview past employees i wish i kind of wish we had a current employee but i would i understand why that would probably be a no yeah there was that one consultant who was like, I still love to sell. That was really weird. Yeah, there was one consultant who still currently sells, which that was honestly the most shocking thing to me was that I didn't even know that LuLaRoe was still a thing. Me neither. And then there so was also weird. one other person. They had like uh, some um, journalists who had been covering the LuLaRoe situation and then someone who has been investigating mlms and colts and then also someone who i personally was like wow i wish this would have been me why didn't they ask me to be on this show because it was literally you just really someone who was like interested in it and followed along yeah did she say she was in that same facebook group yeah or do you have that over her oh no okay, okay. she was in there she was probably okay. there before me you never know that would have been amazing if like Loki, you were in this documentary <laughs> and like you had to keep it a secret. I'm like, Julian, should we watch this documentary out for the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that would have been amazing. What did you find to be like the most shocking things? For sure, I think the Tijuana weight loss stuff. Uh-huh. I think there's obesity think not episode... for me. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> number four. Um, I, um, every, everything, I think there was a lot of really shocking stuff. Yeah. Like genuinely shocking things that also, uh, made sense, especially, it's like, especially shocking when like we all had actual people we know in real life that were doing LuLaRoe parties and stuff, but that was the most outlandish, craziest part of the whole situation to me was when they started being like, manipulating people into 
go like not even a surgery in the country like taking them down to Tijuana to get it I mean is that even gastric bypass it was something or is that it was like seemed like some other form of that kind of weight loss surgery where they like it's a real surgery where you get a band put around your stomach okay for some reason when they were describing it it almost sounded even more um like unknown to me than like a normal gastric bypass surgery which already freaks me out you know Mm -hmm. I, um, I never can keep them straight because there's like stomach stapling, the band, or there's like the balloon, which is what that other lady got. Yeah. It was just wild. And that all this was happening like over text. Like it was, and it, it, it was just like, that was the most like grotesque. There's always got to be something like that makes you really want to vomit. And in these kinds of stories, and that was it for me. It was absolutely horrifying. Yeah, it was terrible. Terrible. Terrible and horrific. <laughs> I like it. That's a good word. <laughs> yeah, that was the same for me. I I think the other thing that they, I think they did a really good job in the documentary was talking about just how MLMs in general, but especially LuLaRoe, just like exploiting mothers and women yes and um then which we've kind of already talked about but like that even led into like how they could be submissive to their husbands and like telling them to read that proper care and feeding of husband's book and like her mother's book was pretty wild and Mm -hmm. the also that the victim mindset speech that they had a convention was just like shocking to me and I was like if I heard someone saying this at like a work event or something I really hope I would feel disgusted when I was hearing it but yeah yeah I don't know well it's just like it I mean I feel like the word gaslighting gets thrown out a lot you know Mm -hmm. and this to me is like the dictionary definition watching this like it is the gaslighting is just wild from and it's like throughout the entire thing just the manipulation like you use the the buzzwords like the girl boss and like feminism hashtags when actually it's like very uh opposite of actual feminism and it's not empowering at all it's like trapping people and then also basically teaching them that feminism is not how you should live your life Mm -hmm. and um and then also making valid complaints and about mistreatment at your work and then literally being told that it's your fault Mm -hmm. like it is just it really it was so wild and those are the kinds of things where it's like I knew that stuff going in about LuLaRoe and about MLMs in general I think um, but I really did like how they framed how devastating it is to specifically like stay at home moms that are really just trying to like have a fulfillment, a fulfilling kind of like lifestyle mm-hmm. where they really feel like, yeah, I'm contributing to my family. Like it, this is great while well, I'm still at home, but actually it's just trapping them and like setting them way, way back. And it's really sad. Yeah. It's terrible. The only other thing I was shocked by was that Kelly Clarkson 
still performed at their convention oh. after like <laughs> there had already been like news about how bad LuLaRoe was. Well, and I, I would say too that my most shocking part was when that one employee was like, and I boycott <laughs> Kelly Clarkson to this day. <laughs> and I really liked I that like that one song of hers. <laughs> oh my. Yes. I was like this guy and it was also like yeah kelly maybe maybe stars should do some research into who's hiring them to perform Mm -hmm. but it's not like (laughs) kelly's the one stealing like he was acting like kelly clarkson was like the mastermind of the whole operation (laughs) or something like it was so that was um that was intense that was so weird yeah i remember from from me being involved in their like defective Facebook group, I do remember that there was some drama. They had like literally just had like this big partnership with Disney. And I remember there was a lot of drama around that. And I feel like they never really mentioned it at all. Um, And then the other thing that I very strongly remember Sam, it's weird to call him Sam and not Sammy, but Sam Schultz. I know. Schultz. On the defective Facebook group, uh, also talked about like cocaine being like a common thing that was passed around at these conventions, and I was surprised that like that was never mentioned because that was something that was definitely on the defective Facebook group. Interesting. I wonder if they didn't have any like proof or something that they could talk about because like well. And Sammy's such a bad dude himself anyway that, like, maybe he wasn't even telling the truth. Yeah, because I feel like that would have been... They totally would have talked about that because it goes so contrary to, like, the moral code of LuLaRoe kind of stuff, you know? But when they were talking about the, like, weight loss stuff, I was like, well, that's one thing that Sam was talking about on the defective page. So I figured that the cocaine thing would also come up, and it never did. Wow. Yeah, maybe they'll do like director's cut. And that's, <laughs> I just feel like if they, yeah, that's interesting because especially if he's trying to get as much airtime as possible, he totally would have mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Who knows? How weird. I know. It's a very fun four-ish hours and yeah, very easy to binge. I feel like it really flew by. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, let us know how you like it. Clearly we're biased and like we're already have ties to this so I'm intrigued to hear from someone who like <laughs> didn't know anything about LuLaRoe and how they felt about it who is your crush of the week is it Sammy no <laughs> no he's just a really um I hate obviously I hate his personality but like his personality also makes him he just looks like a caricature of like a, a person like I can't deal with Sammy sorry <laughs> don't be sorry to me I, so I, I just, the internet keeps giving me Ted Lasso FOMO. So I did get caught up on Ted Lasso and luckily for me, that means I get to pick my crush is Roy Kent played by Brett Goldstein. He's just very hot. He just is always doing stuff that's hot. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, he's just like unsuspecting hot too. Totally. He, yeah, it really sneaks up on you and, um hot it's just and hot. hot just he's just like grumpy and hairy and hot <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like one of the 
uh, like a list of the seven dwarves: Grumpy, Harry, and Han. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I have no rebuttal. <laughs> Um, who is your crush this week my crush this week i'm gonna give it to casey musgraves i watched her film star-crossed the film twice and it was really fun she's just so beautiful in everything she does she's just like a perfect human being and i wish i could be more like her (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah that's my answer couldn't choose anyone from lula row and I'm rewatching Succession, and that's I couldn't I couldn't possibly choose another person from that. So we've picked like every person on that show <laughs> at least once. Yeah, at least twice probably. <laughs> I'll give it a break for a month. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let us know if you've watched Lula Rich and your thoughts. Honestly, could talk about this for hours and hours. So. Don't hesitate to slide into our DMs. (laughs) Bye. Bye.